0: Welcome to the Fleming Foundation's broadcast of episode one in the series From Under the Rubble. My name is Jim Easton and I'm speaking with Dr. Thomas Fleming, President of the Fleming Foundation. The Confederate flag has been in the news quite a bit lately after a mentally disturbed young man shot and killed nine black people in a Charleston church. The South Carolina Legislature has voted to remove the flag from the state grounds. Critics of the flag and of Confederate memorials in general say they are symbols of slavery and racism. Tom, could you comment on this?
1: Well, by the way, I'm not sure that uh, the people making the attack on the flag actually believe what they're saying, but let me deal with it, let me pretend that I think They're sincere. The war between the states, otherwise known as the Civil War, otherwise known as the War of Northern Aggression, otherwise known as the Second American War for Independence, was not about slavery. Slavery was among the political issues that were on the table, certainly in the 1850s, along with tariffs and uh, railroad regulation and dozens of other uh, lesser issues. But slavery was not uniformly uh, accepted in the South, and w- there was a strong anti-slavery movement there. Robert E. Lee, for example, opposed slavery on moral grounds, and yet he became commander in chief of the uh, of the con- uh, Southern armies. Only a fourth at most of Confederate soldiers came from families that owned even a single slave, and and certainly very very. Tiny amount were from families that owned a large number of slaves. Uh, Obviously, historians say different things about this, but even uh, an historian from the far left, James McPherson, in his book um, "What They Fought uh, What They Fought For: North and South, 1860," he went over diaries and letters and various all sorts of private documents. And he concluded that for Southern soldiers, and and Northern soldiers, by the way, also slavery was a minor issue at most. Northern soldiers said they were fighting for the Union and and because the, the South was arrogant. Southern soldiers in letters and diaries say they were defending their homes, their states, and above all, they were defending the women of their family from an invader who they believed would subjugate their states overthrow the Constitution, pillage their homes, and rape their women. As it turned out, uh, these Southern young men were right on all counts. Are you saying that Union troops were uh, engaged in rape? Well, first of all, all soldiers, unfortunately, during wartime uh, are engaged in rape. Uh, Southern soldiers actually have a very fine record uh, on this. But Northern soldiers, um, first of all, systematically raped black women that they came into contact with. They did not treat them as human beings with a moral life, and this is a very serious problem which only a few black historians are willing to go into. But yes, there were also many, many cases of outrages against uh, white women in the South by Union soldiers. The commander in in Louisiana actually came out with a general order saying that any Southern woman who failed to treat the Union with respect, she herself would be treated like a woman of the streets plying her trade. I mean this was this was an open invitation to rape and none other than uh, Lord Palmerston, the the Foreign Secretary in England, one of the most distinguished English politicians of his day, said that it made him ashamed to be an Anglo-Saxon, to think that, people, that one of his own people could behave this way. In, uh, in uh, Athens, Alabama, a f- Russian emigrant, former commander of Cossack troops, described in detail to his men what they, what, he, what they would do when they took a town. And when they took Athens, Alabama, they looted, burned, and they raped every woman they could get their hands on. He was later court martialed, and the commander of uh, the court martial pronounced him guilty. But later on, uh, under political pressure, Lincoln overturned the, the sentence and promoted the general, the colonel, to, to a general's rank. So, yes, I'm saying that rape was permitted and in Sherman's army encouraged. So, this is all a side issue, but my, my point is. The general point is that really the war as experienced by people who fought under the Confederate flag, the war had almost nothing to do with slavery.
0: One of the problems that uh, we see raised by the left is that that the Confederate flag has been used by the Ku Klux Klan and, and by Nazis uh, in, in contemporary America.
1: Yeah, and you even, you also hear uh, stories that uh, ultra-right-wing Nazi movements in Europe uh, waved the, uh, wave the Confederate flag. This is, uh, by the way, that last charge, which I've seen in the press lately, is simply not true. During the, um, during the liberation of Eastern Europe from the Soviet empire, uh, the Czechs, the Poles, all of these oppressed peoples, flew the Confederate flag in their marches to show that they believed in liberty because that is, around the world, that's what the flag stands for. A people that want to be free and their freedom has been taken away from them. Uh, Of course, uh, these uh, the disgusting groups like the Klan and the Nazi Party have used the flag, but more frequently in Nazi and uh, Klan demonstrations, they use the Stars and Stripes. In fa- and the Stars and Stripes is the flag that flew over the United States when the slave trade was going. The Stars and Stripes flew over the, uh, for, from uh, 1776 to 18. Uh, 65, all those years of slavery. The stars and stripes flew over the country that practiced segregation and Jim Crow. The, the Confederate flag, only four plus years was in existence. So if people are going to complain that, these, that the Confederate flag is a flag of slavery and racism, they had best move on to the stars and stripes. And by the way, uh, I believe very, very strongly that they will the um, even the cross, you know, the Klansmen and, and uh, Nazis also used the Christian cross as a symbol. In fact, all all these even neo pagan white racist groups, these gangs in prisons, they also use the cross. So the fact that somebody uses a symbol, misuses a symbol to make it a sign of hate that has nothing to do with the actual meaning of the symbol, or uh, uh, in its original phase, or, or today. I, I saw an opinion poll that said some, that something like 75 percent of the white people in the United States when asked say that they believe the Confederate flag, this is North and South, Confederate flags are a symbol of Southern pride in their history, not a symbol of racism.
0: Now, so, uh, it, really this is a completely bogus issue. Well, if it isn't an issue of slavery or racism, what is it? Well. <clears throat>
1: I think, first of all, the really offensive aspect of southern flags and because, you know, there are many flags, uh, there, there's the, the, the battle flag, which is uh, normally what, what you see people holding, but there are also the national flags, which are much less recognizable. But the bad thing about the <coughs> battle flag is, of course, it includes the St. Andrew's Cross which is the Scottish cross, and we live in a country where it's beginning to be more like an Islamic state where Christian symbols have to be uh, relegated to churches or museums, but they cannot be shown in public. I think one of the most deeply offensive things to leftists in America about the Confederate flag is is the presence of the cross
0: on it. So is this campaign to eliminate the flag really just another uh, aspect of the war on Christianity? Well that's certainly part of the story, but it's also
1: part of a campaign to obliterate all of the traditions uh, not just of America, but all European traditions. The traditions of the, how, how we treat women, the traditions of, by which parents have a responsibility for their children the our understanding of our history our connections to the ancient classics of the medieval Christian world our, our as all of this all of this is being made war on in our school systems in our universities and uh, and in the media so The attempt to get rid of the cross and the the war on Christian symbols and the war on Southern symbols are all part of this larger campaign to eliminate our sense of identity as a people, as Americans, as European Americans, as Christian Americans, and to, to make us forget who we are or at least once were.
0: So you see these attacks as, as not an attack on the South, but as a wider attack on Western and Christian institutions? Yes,
1: it's both though, it's both. Uh, obviously there is this wider context of, uh, of uh, iconoclasm, you know, in which in which all early American heroes turn out to be patriarchal, racists, and, and uh, bigots and anti Semites, whatever the current, before long, we'll, we'll complain that they rode horses and ate meat uh, as, as the war continues, or they refused to marry their brother. You know, because there's, there's always a new bigotry to worry about. But it's also true that this is aimed specifically at a certain people.
0: This is a continuation of Under the rubble episode one, picking up uh, approximately ten minutes into the conversation. So the attack on the Confederate monuments is not just attacking the South but in a wider aspect is also attacking Western and Christian institutions?
1: Well that is true, uh, absolutely. And uh, it's part of a, a a general programmed assault on all the institutions and traditions of the Christian West. This has been going on, of course, since long before the French Revolution, when they tried to, when they d- destroyed the tombs of the French kings, for example, destroyed churches, uh, just broke up uh, monasteries, invaded uh, convents, and sexually violated the nuns. All of all of this stuff has been very uh, virulent since the French Revolution but even before than that it was the main tradition of uh, intellectuals since the Renaissance was to ridicule and despise Christianity all things Western and there are there any number of books very famous books written by people like um, Montaigne, Montesquieu, Voltaire, (laughs) It's strange how many of them are French but basically in which a wise Muslim or Chinese or uh, cannibal from the New World comes to Europe and, and uh, laughs at their funny customs and shows how superior his own way of life is. Well, we've, we've had 300 years of this now, and, and the attack on the Confederate flag and on southern symbols has to be seen in that context. It is also true that, that it has a specific object, and that specific object is the South and its traditions. Uh, why is the South so hated? Is it just because they lost a the war? Is it just because they had slaves? Or is it uh, that in 1860, the South was in, was conservative, Christian, traditional? I was once giving a a talk on uh, some aspect of Balkan history i was in montenegro at a monastery and uh, after i'd given my talk one of the mo- a young monk who was actually in charge of the recording of it the young monk stood up and said with a very heavy serbian accent he said isn't it true dr fleming that your war between the states, your civil war, was really a war between Trinitarian, conservative, God-fearing men in the South, and Unitarian deists in the North? And I said, well, you're absolutely right, but not one American in 10,000 understands that aspect of the conflict. And By the way, that monk is now a bishop, so uh, you, you don't get punished in the Serbian Orthodox Church for speaking the truth. Um, so this war against the South, the South is seen as sort of the spear carrier, the, the banner, the Confederate flag is the banner under which people who love traditions and liberties and the traditional family and and traditional civilization and and are willing to fight for Christianity, the South, that's what the South represents and that's a main reason why it has to be eliminated. Now, the South is not the first culture, the first country or the first uh, ethnic group in Europe to receive this sort of treatment, to just to take two very prominent cases, the Irish and the Scots. In 18th century Scotland, after the uh, defeat of the Jacobite uprising of 1745, when they wanted to put the Stuarts back on the throne, the English came in and they outlawed the wearing of kilts, the wearing of the, 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 the plaid, carrying certain swords, they outlawed, um, they proscribed certain clans, like the McGregors. Because, well, the McGregors were a bunch of thieving rascals. Uh, I'm told that my, uh, my father's mother's people were named Smith. And I was told that they were uh, originally MacFarlands, And the MacFarlands were also thieving rascals, like the McGregor's. But they, oppo- they had supported the uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie and they had risen up against the Germans on the throne in London, but so, and their, their very name was out. It was illegal to be a McFarland, illegal to be a McGregor. So the, whole, the, the traditions of the Scottish Highlands, in particular, were outlawed. In Ireland, uh, in the at the, uh, the, the a war had been made on Irish on Irish the church and its symbols for a long time, but after the uprising in the late 1790s, 1798, which was largely a Protestant rebellion, by the way, Catholics reluctantly took part, but the, the leadership was uh, was uh, Protestant. After that uprising, uh, all sorts of uh, Irish traditions, including wearing the color green, were outlawed. And uh, everybody who's ever been to a St. Patrick's Day celebration or drunk green beer uh, can remember the song uh, written for a play in the 19th century, uh, The Wearing of the Green. And, uh, the, the, of course, the, the, the climax of the, of the refrain is they're hanging men and women for the wearing of the green. Now, there's a term for this in international law. The term is cultural genocide. Genocide, of course, is a broadly defined term, too broadly defined, which basically is supposed to encompass any attempt to uh, eliminate a people. But there are different ways of eliminating a people. You can kill them all, it's true, but you can also deprive them of their pride, their, uh, their, their symbols, their traditions. In, uh, and uh, this was of course done, the Nazis did both of them in World War II against the Jewish population of Germany and Eastern Europe. They not only killed large numbers of Jews, but they also did everything they could to make it uh, kind of infamous. Jews are responsible for everything that whatever went wrong in the history of the German race, Jews are a, you know, a, a, a blight on humanity, they're immoral, they're cynical and manipulative, all of, all of these things were used, and Jews either had to hide and pretend not to be Jewish, or sometimes in, in some circumstances they were forced to identify themselves with armbands, or to, to, to make it clear they were Jews, to show their shame to the world. Well, a very similar treatment is being given Southerners today. That is, people who are proud of Robert E. Lee or want to go to the Stone Mountain Confederate Memorial in uh, not, not far from Atlanta, people who put Confederate flag decals uh, on their pickup truck or, or fly the flag, are being insulted and attacked. For example, there's a gang that a game now being played. It's not a very funny game, by uh, black teenagers and young men. They go out and it, when they see somebody flying a Confederate flag, they snatch it. Now, this of course is theft. Some of these flags can be worth hundreds of dollars, and uh, but it's but it's treated as a prank, as a game, because anything that represents the South is fair game. Back in, uh, I think, 1996, uh, Michael Hill of the League of the South and I were asked to write a piece for the Washington Post on the upsurge in Southern patriotism that was taking place then, and is, by the way, still taking place. And uh, they gave it the ridiculous title, The New Dixie Manifesto. But in that piece, I argued strongly that the war against southern symbols this is twenty years ago that the war against southern symbols constituted it fulfilled the, the requirements for cultural genocide and cultural which was defined by a uh, a uh, international law expert in the nineteen forties named uh, Raphael Lemkin cultural genocide is the attempt to deprive a people of its heritage and you don't have to kill their body you don't even have to physically destroy all their uh, symbols. What you do have to do is to make people ashamed of who they are or who their ancestors were. And this this is done consistently uh, over and over in American textbooks, television shows, movies. It was a rare uh, piece of courage when Ted Turner agreed to finance two movies on the uh, war between the states, movies directed by my friend Ron Maxwell, Gettysburg and uh, Gods and Generals. And those movies are not pro-Southern movies. They're simply movies in which both sides get to have their say about what they believe. There's a famous scene in Gettysburg where some Northern soldier asked the Southerners, well, what are you boys doing anyway? He says, we're fighting for our rights says, rats? What do rats have to do with this? But um, the, 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 the movies did not make too much money in, in, the, in the theaters, especially the second one, but they had a tremendous, tremendous sale uh, uh, in the aftermarket on uh, television and DVDs. So the, at, on the one hand, there's this wonderful upsurge in Southern patriotism, And did pride of having Southern ancestors, and on the other hand, there is this consistent war to eliminate this sense of heritage and belonging.
0: Thank you, Tom. We look forward to continuing the conversation.